Welcome to the Voice Junkie Podcast. Chuck West here, closing out the year of 2018. Lots to talk about, a couple topics I want to jump into. They might be a little uh, dragged out, but, you know, it, it, there's such big, broad topics. One being the moments of 2018 in hip-hop and R&B. I have a list that I constructed, my top 20 uh Best hip hop and R and B albums of the year, you know. There's some some uh, usual suspects on that list, and it's also some relative unknowns on that list. Um, I got the link down below. You can check out the full list. But I'm gonna dive in real quick and talk about some of the albums that I did decide to go with. Number one being, I, I, in no particular order, might might I add? Okay, just let me put that out there. That's one thing I hate about lists. It's just so hard. When I've constructed lists, and I've done this for almost, you know, almost a decade, you know, making lists, the difficult part about it is, is that you love, you know, all of the albums, all the selections you choose, and it's so difficult to choose 10 through 1 or 20 through 1 and rank every single last one of them. So I stay away from rankings and just try to give everybody a medal because at the end of the day, if you make a best of list, that means you had a pretty good year. And uh, that's how I try to gauge the way I come up with my list. But anyway, with that being said, you know, I had, you know, a lot of usual suspects on there. You know, I had... uh, I had you know J Cole. J Cole dropped his KOD album. Um, J Cole's album had a lot of references to today's artists and how they like to glorify, you know, the uses of drugs and codeine and lean and you know lean codeine is the same thing. But you know J Cole definitely came through on his album. He definitely had. Bars. He definitely had production. Um, I would add that I would love to hear J. Cole do a little more. You know, J. Cole needs to be pushing himself a little more. I think that he kind of rests on his laurels. He kind of gets trapped in his box and does his own thing, which has been mightily successful up to this point. But I think in order to separate himself from the Kendricks, the Drakes, and and, you know, that class, that group of uh, MCs or, or artists, he has to kind of step outside his box and, and challenge himself a little bit. You know, get some more production from outside, um, do different things. And I think hopefully in 2019, you know, J. Cole will, you know, challenge himself a little more, as, you know, aside from challenging himself on his features. Because his features this year was fire. But anyway, I went down a J. Cole rabbit hole. Let me jump into another uh another album I had on the list. Like I said, I'm not gonna go through my entire list because it's 20 of them. Um you can read all that down in the list below. But another person is Daytona, Pusha T. I mean, if I had to pick an album of the year, this would be my album of the year. I know some people are kind of thrown off by the short album releases. This album in particular was seven tracks. For me personally, I love short albums. I cannot stand 15 to 20 track albums anymore, especially in this day and age when everything is moving so fast. I mean, you could be listening to one album and two or three more albums might might come out right after that. 
And you just don't have a lot of time to listen to stuff. And not to mention, I've always believed that having albums with 15, 20 tracks leads to not having the best of work. A lot of times, these albums, the majority of the time that I've listened to in my life, majority of the time, these albums aren't very good. You know, a lot of it is just filler. You know, it, you know, good album for me, if you got 15, 20 tracks, a good album is like eight to 10 tracks that are good and solid. A lot of these albums are giving you about eight solid tracks if they have a whole list of 20. So that just leads you to believe like, hey, what's the whole point of adding the other 12 garbage tracks on your record if you could just go with the solid eight? You know, so with Pusha T's Daytona, I think that was solid. Every single track on this rec on, on this album was dope. Obviously, you know, the infrared track with him, you know, dissing Drake and then Drake and him getting into the, you know, quote unquote beef. I mean, that was classic. That was great. Um, you know, I mean, that had the Internet buzzing. I, I could tell you, you know, that that definitely had the Internet buzzing. That was definitely a moment, him and Drake coming at each other. Um, of course, Drake didn't finish off and respond to Pusha T's uh, son of Adidon. He didn't um, He didn't respond to that because of, you know, his OGs came in and said, hey, man, you need to sit back and relax and chill and collect, continue to be Drake and continue to collect this paper, which was a good idea. You know, if you have OGs in your life, the best thing is to listen to those OGs' advice, especially if it's good advice. And Drake did that in a sense of stepping away from the whole Pusha T shenanigans. Because I tell you, it was nothing good going to come from that. And I think Pusha T definitely, most definitely would have got the better of that beef. But Daytona, yes, definitely album of the year selection. Um, it should be in everybody's album. If it's not, then you don't know a goddamn thing about hip-hop. I also have uh, The Book of Ryan by Royce the Five Nine in my top albums list. And I think Royce, man, is supremely underrated. He's been out forever. Um, he's got a long career. Um, I think this latest uh, album that he just released was his best work to date. It was like a book, man. It was like a book of, you know, a book leading us into the inside of his life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the title speaks for itself, The Book of Ryan. And it basically just walked us through, you know, his alcohol, you know, his his struggles with alcoholism and basically his family's struggles with alcoholism and, you know, a myriad of other things that came on this album. So this is what we want. The Book of Ryan is the perfect case for, like, rappers as they age you want as your rappers age as your you know as you age as a, as a hip-hop artist you want to evolve as you age you don't want to keep talking about the same crap giving us the same kind of content you want to be more uh personal personable and you want to bring your fans in bring the listener in and give that listener more insight into who you are and what you're going through and, and you know at the moment and Royce definitely did that with the Book of Ryan. Um, I, I, I've, I've kind of looked across, you know, a few lists. 
or a couple lists, and I, I you know I didn't see the Book of Ryan on some lists, and that's um, unfortunate. But definitely the Book of Ryan was dope. Um, also, um, I gotta get a shout out to you know Meek man. Meek came with his album about a month ago, Championships. Uh, yeah, it definitely made the list, man. I mean, you know, Meek is another one that you know kind of like Royce you go through so many different things and you have more content to talk about instead of doing wild street shit and doing the same usual, you know, money, cash, hoes uh, theme that every rapper does. With with Meek's Championships album, you could tell that he went through a lot. There was a lot of growth on this album, you know, his obvious issues with the justice system and how they've um, unfairly... Um, held him back, locked him up, and all these types of things. So he's talking about a lot of those things with the justice system and the oppression of of black people. You know, this is just grown-up Meek. Meek is definitely a grown-up. <laughs> he has definitely evolved as an artist early. You know, it didn't, take, it didn't take him long to get to this stage. So that's impressive as well. So, I mean, obviously you got the Jay-Z verse on Biggie sampled be uh, What's Free. Um, they kind of twisted that, you know, what's beef? They said what's free. And Jay, you know, <laughs> arguably had the uh, verse of the year on that, on that joint. So, you know, championships are solid, man. I mean, nothing else to really say about that. But, you know, check it out. Listen to it. Also, I'm going to go through a couple other tracks, not to be long-winded. Victory Lap by Nipsey Hussle. That came out earlier in the year. That kind of jumped the year off for me. I tell you, man, that opening track on that on that album, I, I had that shit on repeat for like three days straight. That's how crazy that was. Like, I mean, it, 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 the whole album was dope. You know, it, it was like the perfect combination to uh, his whole career and how he's been underground, how he's been doing it independent for so long. To have him come out with Victory Lap and just bring it all together. Is this complete artist ready to be unpackaged for the world? Pause. Yo, it was definitely dope. Uh, also, gotta you know give some R&B people some shout outs on my list. I had to put her in there. I put both of her EPs in there. I used to know her. Um, that's the name of the EPs. You had the prelude and you had part two. Um, I definitely put her in my top list. I mean, she's gonna she's shaping up to have a, a giant 2019. I mean, she's already got a few Grammy nominations. She's already nominated for like, you know, uh, what I think album of the year she's in there. So that's impressive uh, for someone she who's still kind of a relative unknown to you know the general public. So shout out to her, man. She her is really dope. Also, you know, I'm gonna throw a couple guys up in there. You know, I have uh, I have. Uh, let me see another R&B head in there. I got Tiana Taylor's album in my list as well. Um, this track, she only had eight tracks on this one. Um, it was a part of Kanye's whole good summer rollout where everybody had seven tracks, but you know Tiana ended up getting an extra eight. I mean, an extra track rounding off to eight, but it was a solid album. Um, it has another R&B album on there. Um, and, 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 and I have to say the internet, I got to give the internet a shout out. Hive mind was dope, dope, dope. That was on my list. And also just another R and B kind of shout out. 
uh, to Cali Uchis, man, Isolation. That was a dope album. Um, she was definitely under the radar. She was another artist, I believe, was definitely under the radar with just putting out one dope record. And if you haven't listened to uh, Cali Uchis's uh, Isolation track, then definitely uh, plan on listening to it. Um, you know, lead into the year to get yourself familiar with it. But yeah, definitely that and the internet, of course, hive mind. I mean, if you haven't listened to the internet yet, then man, you are really, really doing yourself a disservice. Um, but other than that, I mean, that those were some of my album of the year choices. Uh, you can definitely check out all of the rest of my list, which is, uh, you know, down there below for you guys to check out. All right, let's get off of that. Let's get off of my list, man. I, I don't, you know, I just want to kind of cover that real quick and, you know, give you guys some insight on that. I just released that. I try to do these albums, uh, album list every year, like I said before. So, yeah, just check it out. I put a lot of work into it. But, yeah, um, also I want to just get into some other moments of the of 2018. I mean, you know, the Pusha T beef and the Drake beef, that was crazy. Of course, I can't. Go without talking about the Cardi B and Nicki Minaj beef. That was nuts. I mean, it wasn't surprising to see that they had some kind of friction, some kind of heat with each other. Because, you know, if you listen to hip hop, you listen to rap, and you, and I, I mean, listen, don't hear it, don't just turn on music, you know, to skim through it. If you really, really listen to the lyrics, then you know that. You know, she, these two, especially Nikki, has been throwing subliminal shots uh, across the aisle for quite some time. And to see it finally reach the boiler, the breaking point was just to nobody's surprise who's been paying attention, you know? So definitely those two beefing, going at each other all year was definitely a moment. And I got to say Takashi 69 another moment. I mean, he's locked up. We all knew it was going to get to this point where he was going to be locked up. I mean, he was just he's just like one of these talented knuckleheads that you try to give some type of advice to and try to steer them into the right lane so they don't fucking completely go off the rails. And, you know, people just couldn't reach him, man. You know, the feds cracked down, got into got, you know, brought him down, I guess. You know, him and his camp was uh, was being looked at for quite some time. And they ended up having somebody that they, you know, got from the um from the from the crew and turned him into, you know, an informant. <laughs> I mean, this is what happens though, when you, you can't consistently go around trolling the world and not expect the world to come crashing down at some point. That's just reality. That's just the way the real world works. No one is invincible. No one is untouchable. And it's unfortunate that this young dude had to figure that out the hard way. But it's just another lesson to a lot of the younger cats coming up behind him. Look, man, watch your step. Watch how you move, man. There are entities larger than you think out there to bring you down. <laughs> Namely, the uh, justice system. Namely, uh, the police force. There are police cops. I mean, there are cops 
a police force that is strictly allocated for hip-hop artists. You know, this whole hip-hop police thing is not a myth. It's not a myth. OGs have been talking about it for years. It's real. So these young dudes need to just chill out, get off the social media, stop incriminating yourself, and just make money. Put out the music. Get the product to the fans and and and, and, and just and do and you know and just prosper, man. So hopefully, hopefully lessons were learned by this uh Takashi 69 thing, but definitely a moment of 2018. Definitely a moment. Now, let me jump into my next topic real quick. I I can't not not talk about politics on this podcast. If those of, for those of you out there who have been here from the beginning, who's heard you know one or two podcasts from Voice Junkie, you know that we cover politics in depth on this on this pod. Uh, 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 we we cover we we cover politics in depth on this podcast. Like, I just feel like there's not a lot of podcasts out there giving an urban perspective to the world of politics. Because let's face it, a lot of, of urban communities, a lot of people who are in the inner cities who don't really understand nothing about politics. They just they just uh, kind of go day to day um, going and handling their business or whenever they catch something that's on the bullshit cable news who feeds a bunch of propaganda and garbage. They don't actually tell people the truth and what's actually happening. And that's probably, you know, part of the reason why I started this podcast, man, just to kind of tell a truth and, and give people a perspective that isn't really one that they are accustomed to hearing, especially on cable television. So with all that being said, I got to touch bases real quick on the government shutdown. You know, I'm getting kind of tired of this whole government shutdown thing, the whole theatrics of what our government is putting us all through. Let's face it, all of this stuff is all for theatrics. It's all a show. They're using us to put on a show. And this is not cool. This is not healthy. This is nothing. This is none of the above. <laughs> you cannot play with people's lives because you want to, you know, you want to you don't want to be infatuated with theatrics. You know, Trump is shutting down the government because he wants $5 billion for a stupid-ass wall to cover the border. Not a wall. Not a, not, not a wall. I misspoke. He's not getting a wall. He's going to get some kind of an iron or metal fence to cover the border that doesn't need to be protected, by the way. The border is fine. The security on the border is fine. But he's using this theatrical moment to get us, the taxpayers, to pay for it. You know, this guy was running his mouth, pretending to be some kind of big tough guy, telling everybody he's going to get Mexico to pay for some little bullshit border wall. Did that happen? No, it didn't. We all knew it wasn't going to happen. And yet, we're here, you know, this day, having our government freeze federal funding because this clown is holding us hostage for five billion dollars for some dumbass wall that we don't need it's nuts where we are right now and you know 
Like I've said before on this podcast, I've said it. I was one of the first uh, who was on that wave, who was who was telling people, screaming at the you know the top of my lungs, almost putting out that smoke signal, like yo, he's gonna win. He has a chance. If he goes against Hillary Clinton, he's going to win. And, you know, a lot of us on this side were, were were looked at like we were crazy. And look where we are today. So hopefully, going forward in 2019, we can fight. And, and hopefully this Mueller investigation, hopefully this Mueller investigation culminates into this guy stepping down and resigning. At some point, he can't get away with murder. I mean, he's gotten away with murder since he stepped into office, before he stepped into office. I mean, the guy got caught on tape talking about he grabs women by the pussy and still got elected. He had women vote for him. He had more women, more educated white women vote for him during the election than they voted for Hillary Clinton. And this guy said he grabbed women by the pussy, buy him furniture and shit. And he still got more votes. So that's where we are today. We're in a sick, sick time where everybody's kind of lost their sense of what's real and what should be happening going forward. So hopefully in 2019, things start to come back to reality. Things start to turn the corner. And hopefully this investigation that Mueller's been doing for almost two years is going to lead to this clown stepping down before things get even worse, before he breaks something else. He's like a, it's like Boo Boo the Clown walking through, uh, uh, you know, walking through a diner with China, you know, China dishes all over the place and, and knocking everything down. Like he, he's, he's, I just don't want him to break the country. And hopefully we as people can wake up and vote the right people to fight against his side. That's one of the thing that, things that, we have to come away with after this government shutdown. Like, look, man, we have to we have to pick the right warriors to go up against the other side. Don't let the Democratic Party. This is one of the reasons why Trump won, because the Democratic Party convinced a lot of you out there that Hillary Clinton was the best choice. Hillary Clinton was the choice that you had to go with. That was a sure, sure win against Donald Trump. And boy, were they a thousand percent wrong. They ignored all the polls because you know why? They wanted the status quo to be to be in place. They wanted you to back the status quo. Oh, Hillary Clinton, she's comfortable. She's practical. She's pragmatic. She's all of these things that don't lead into any kind of change. Why would you want to change things? Why would you want to rock the boat? Why would you not want to keep things the way they are? That's what they were selling to us. They were selling wolf tickets. And the, the, the point is, that's not what we should have been doing. We should have voted for a stronger progressive to take down Donald Trump. And that's what would happen if Bernie Sanders got elected. But I don't want to go down that whole rabbit hole. I got an episode on Voice Junkie that explains all of that. I mean, you can look through the archive. That's on SoundCloud. But anyway, hopefully we come out of the government shutdown. Hopefully, hopefully we um, we we 
you know, prosper as a nation and move in the right direction going forward. Um, 2019 is going to be an exciting year. Um, the Voice Junkie podcast will be putting out more episodes. I, I hope to put out at least one episode a week. Um, there's been a lot of different things happening um, in my personal life, which has kind of prevented me to put out uh, more of these episodes and getting an opportunity to clear my mind and talk to you guys. And I, I really miss doing this podcast. I really do. And for me, I started this because I wanted to get out a message. And also I did this because it's good therapy, man. It's good therapy to have all these thoughts uh, that I have to be, you know, put out on on wax and put out to the world and, and just to get it out of my system. So hopefully you guys continue to stay on the ride. I do plan on delivering a lot more content to you guys. 2019 is going to be a very um, exciting year because it's just going to be one that I'm going to put a lot of work and effort into, you know, into, you know, satisfying you guys, the ones that have supported from day one. And that's what my intention is to do for 2019. And I hope all you guys out there have a great 2019. Um, and like I said, you will hear more from the Voice Junkie podcast. I assure you, you will hear more. All right. This is a short one. Just wanted to kind of touch bases with you guys, say what up. And, you know, I see you next time. Episode 22 out. Oh, uh, oh by the way, I will be giving more episodes and I will be having more interviews. So, you know, buckle up for that. All right. But like I said, we're out of here. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Peace.